This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, guys. uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've been telling you guys about them for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. Uh, we love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, it warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around, and it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot, too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs, and I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over uh, to our dear, sweet listeners. Uh, Let them uh, shift things around a little bit, uh, point things in the direction that they want to, get some of their questions answered. Uh, first off, I will say this week, Brian, on the mailbag, a lot of, lot of people uh, making DNA jokes and talking about how, uh, you know, uh, it's just not in their DNA to ask questions this week. They they, they can't do it. Uh, so uh, you've welcomed the flood of DNA jokes after you said you never want to say, say DNA again. Uh, first question here from Terrence Watson. Outside of Neville Gallimore, uh, who can you see as a surprise cut or trade on this roster? And by the way, I think Gallimore's a great name. Gallimore is, if he's on the 53-man roster, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the exact uh, playing time uh, marker he hit over his first few years was. Um, but he is now eligible for a specific bonus that exists within the CBA that if he is on the roster, the 53-man roster on the first week of the season – he is due an extra million dollar bonus. So there is definitely some pressure, I think, for him to perform because the team's going to say, not only do we need to see it from you, but if you want to get this bonus, we're going to have to pay extra than we were originally planning to have you here. You need to step up. So I do think Gallimore is an interesting name to watch and one, uh, a guy who I think has come into this offseason program in a lot better shape than he did last year. But Brian, is there anybody who stands out? I know we talk a lot about Jabril Cox could be somebody that, uh, could be in jeopardy in certain situations or maybe Kelvin Joseph. But is there anybody else maybe we're not thinking about so much or, or somebody you think really needs to step up and be at risk? Yeah, Bobby, uh, we had this discussion on the GBAG Nation today on 105.3 The Fan, and we're taping here on, what, Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, this is the discussion we had on the GBAG Nation, and it had to do with the running backs. And if the running backs, if the group doesn't – improve behind Pollard you know say that with Davis 
And I think Davis is going to get a fresh start here with the new coaching staff and all that. I absolutely think, you know, with the well, the new offensive coaches, the running back coach, and you know, I think he's going to get a fresh start with the play caller and all that. Yeah, uh, you know, so we'll see how that plays out for him. We believe, and we and I, we were all talking as a group that if the Cowboys are going to make a move in that at running, if they were potentially saw what they, they didn't see what they wanted at running back that maybe they take surplus offensive linemen or defensive linemen and use that as a trade for possibly a young running back. So I would keep an eye on something like that. Again, not talking to anybody in the organization about this, but to me, look at all the young linemen they have. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to keep all those guys. But if they, if they make a deal to get help, at running back, and it's because they didn't feel like in three preseason games and all those training camp practices that there's somebody suitable behind uh, behind Pollard. And, you know, I think Davis can play. I mean, I really, really do. But I just am curious if they don't feel like that him or Jones or, I mean, you know, you got Deuce Vaughn, but do you need another? Do they need a veteran, another veteran back to help? That's where I think that they would use a surplus of one of these offensive linemen or one of these defensive linemen, and it might even use one of these defensive backs might be a possibility as well. Question here from Ryan, who, and it's sort of similar probably along the, uh, the same type of question we just asked, who is the highest drafted Cowboy from the rookie class you could see realistically being a training camp cut? They don't always uh, carry all of their draft picks uh, through to the roster. Usually a seventh or a sixth round guy will get cut. Uh, in the very rare instance, you'll get a, a Skylar Green out yeah. there, Ryan, who gets cut as a fourth round pick. But uh, I don't know. When you look at the list, here's I'll run out a list for you real quick, Brian, just as a refresher. First round, Mozzie Smith. Second, Luke Schoonmaker. Third, DeMarvian Overshone. Fourth, Junior Fajoko. Fifth, Austin Richards. Two sixth-rounders, Eric Scott and Deuce Vaughn, and seventh-rounder, Jalen Brooks. A quick look at that, I would lean towards the highest-drafted one that could potentially be cut would be Eric Scott, uh, who was picked 178 out of Southern Miss. Um, and that's just if the defensive backs really step up and some of these veterans that they have there. Um, but, I mean, Deuce Vaughn and Jalen Brooks, they could be guys that that get squeezed out of the roster. I don't necessarily think it's likely, but they, they could absolutely be guys that are in contention there. But for me, Eric Scott would be – the the one who I think most recently could I think awesome Richards and above you're looking at guys who are making this team yeah I think I think that to me when you look at uh, Scott got some work with the varsity yesterday right being yesterday yep. being uh, Tuesday yeah and then Today he was back and, he, and was he was he I thought he was working down on the JV he got a, he got he got a couple and then he got first team reps in seven on seven Brandon Cooks actually that's who he torched twice was Eric okay <laughs> okay so is that that's why you're saying that maybe hey there's there's uh there's no shame of getting torched by Cooks the way. Well, he not, it's, it's, it's not yeah. even necessarily because he got torched. It's just because if you look at let's say Kelvin Joseph steps up like he needs to, you've got. What George. if they play Kelvin Joseph at safety though? Yeah. See, they've yeah. got they've got a couple of guys. They've got a couple of guys here that I kind of think about. You know that they play that dual role of of you know uh, Mukwamu was you know you know how many guys how many guys are they going to have that are going to be dual safety corner type guys. Mukwamu, Joseph. I mean, how many guys like that do you, do you carry? You know. Yeah. So 
I, I could see I could see what you know with what uh, you know with what you're talking about with Scott. You know the fact that they the fact that they gave up a, a next year's selection for True. him. They yeah. see something in this guy, so they are going to give him every opportunity to fail. I, I think if it was me, that the guy that likely would be released would be would be Brooks, just because it's the last. But they're going to protect their draft here. You know, I, I think that that it's just a position that's going to be hard for a rookie to make this team as a wide receiver. You know, unless he shows up great on special teams and stuff like that. I that that would be. I think everybody else. What about Fahoko? You know, I mean, they've got a lot of, you know, those. You know, is do they have enough depth? I mean, like I say. The question I was on uh, Cowboys break today, and we were talking about the depth behind Osa. You yeah. know, is there enough depth behind Osa uh, to be? You know, is it Golston? You know, is it Gallimore? Is it you know? I I could see them. I could see them moving on from Gallimore if I if they if they felt like Fajoko was a was just as good, right? Absolutely. And and, and Fajoko's the guy who, when he's been out here at these practices. He We're is, talking about Junior Fajoko, the defensive yes, tackle. Yes, Junior, junior yeah. Fajoko, which, by the way, I was talking to Simi Fajoko in the uh, locker room today. Yeah. And I found out Simi is Simi Fajoko Jr. So, mm-hmm. technically, we do have two Junior Fajokos in the locker room. Oh, he, there you go. Simi. But there you go. Uh, when you look at Junior Fajoko and, and watch him in some of these practices, they have put him hand-in-the-ground edge rushing. They've yeah. up and rushed. Yeah. Uh, they stood him up and rushed him up the A gap, and they've had him play three technique. They're having him do a lot of different things. And when you talk to people around the team, I think you're hearing there's a lot of excitement from Dan Quinn specifically about him. I think that Fajoko absolutely could be a guy that pushes somebody who would normally be secure on the roster off of the roster. And so I, I don't think that that's a bad one to suggest at all. Nope. Um, here's one for you from our, our old pal, Dean Julia. Brian. Yeah. Is it finally time to move off of C.J. Goodwin and have someone take that special team star role? Who are some guys that can take that role and step in and succeed immediately? Look, I think if C.J. Goodwin gets pushed off this roster, it's probably because you're trying to protect Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, I don't I don't see C.J. Goodwin going anywhere, though, really. I mean, I, I tried to move on from him during uh, training camp last year. You know, he didn't look like the same player, didn't look like he was covering as well. You know, in the preseason, he just didn't look as good. But then the regular season, he kind of shows up. So, you know, I I think as long as Bones Fossil has that, you know, that whistle around his neck for the special teams, I think C.J. Goodwin is always going to be on this team. You know, it's just it's just a matter of who the others are, uh, you know, competing with him. Are there two younger – like I say, do they need to keep Mukwamu? Do they need to keep Joseph? I mean, the one thing that, that Kelvin Joseph has proved he can do – is play special teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it, you know, if they if they feel like that that they could do without Goodwin, I I I don't see it, but if they feel that way, those are the kind of guys I think would would be the guys to to step up and take the role. Last one for you here from uh Kobe and kind of ties into the tight end discussion we've had today. Your best bet who is tight end 1 week 1? Tight end one week one. I think it's probably going to be Ferguson. And then I think then to me, I, I mean, I want to throw, I think, I think that Schoonmaker is going to play a big role here. 
but I think they're going to have to kind of figure out what that role is going to be. You know, the 12 personnel stuff, the blocker, all that. I think they drafted him for a purpose. I, I want to sit there and be real cavalier and say it's going to be him. I don't think he's initially going to start, but I'm going to think that they're going to figure out by the third or fourth week that he it can really, really help them in the running game and he's better. He might even show this, though, in uh, training camp. You know, he might have been shown the preseason games. He could block. He could catch. He's a, he's a not-come-off-the-field guy. But I think it's going to be Ferguson, and then we'll see what they do with Schoonmaker and Hendershot as the, as, the, uh, as the preseason rolls on and then as we get into the regular season. I think for obviously they're going to play the two tight ends a lot, but I think they use a lot of twelve personnel. What I've seen, these they, they do so far. They do, yeah. and so I, I think that I think you're right. It's probably Ferguson to open the season, but I think yeah. by the middle of the year it's probably going to be Schoonmaker, just because I think that he's he's going to force his There's... way super productive. And I will say this: I'll throw this in there, and I, I know I've mentioned this before, and I don't know if you've taken notice of this, Brian, throughout these practices. There's Dak Prescott has had long, extended communication with two guys during these practices that I've seen consistently. It's Brandon Cooks and it's Jake Ferguson. Jake yeah. Ferguson and Dak Prescott are talking all the time. Now, is that a, a sign that they're not on the same page and they need to communicate a lot? Or does that just speak to Ferguson's really eager and he, or, or that Dak has taken an interest in trying to connect with him? I, I think that it's, it's just interesting to see Cooks is clearly going to be a new starter and with Dalton Schultz leaving, Ferguson has a chance to be a new starter. So it's just made me go, okay, is Dak trying to connect with two guys that he thinks are going to be new in the starting lineup? Yeah, I think to me that it Dak always communicated with Dalton Schultz, too. There were a lot of times where Dak and Dalton Schultz were always talking to each other. So maybe that's the new thing that, that Dak knows he's going to have to have one of these tight ends step up and make plays. I, I think you were out there at practice. Uh, you may have been watching the JV squad, though, when this happened. This was last week at OTAs. Was Dak was on a rollout, and he was looking for Ferguson, and he had to throw the ball to, uh, I think it was Simi Fajoko. And as soon as he throws the ball and releases and the play ends, Brian, he turns back around and looks at Ferguson, and he starts just going like this. Yeah. And he's showing him, like, yeah, you yeah. Try you got to get you got to go outside. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He, he's like yeah. you, and so Dak was was coaching him up. Like, dude, I was looking for you. This is what you need to be doing. So a lot of communication there. Uh, but that's what June is for. It's for ironing out some of these things, and then Absolutely. that's what it will be for. And we will be here for all of it. Uh, talking about all of it with you. We got one more uh, mini camp practice to go. Brian, will will you be there? Or are we gonna I be, will be there. Yeah, I'll be there. We will be, we'll be back in attendance tomorrow. Uh, hopefully have another show for you this week. And then it is uh, the lull period until we get to training camp. And uh, Brian and I will be out in Oxnard once again this year. We'll be bringing you stuff uh, from the hotel room or maybe the, the tennis courts. Who knows? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to make it happen. But uh, either way, we're excited to bring that coverage to you. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys next time.